0: This is the Birth Village Podcast. Thank you for joining us today on the Birth Village Podcast. I'm your host, Morgan Brower. In each episode of this podcast, we hope to share the knowledge and experiences of our Southern Utah community, as well as extending our community as far as it can reach. Today on our Meet the Village segment, we will be interviewing Trisha Baird, who is a Bradley Method childbirth educator, doula, and doula trainer. Trisha, thanks for coming on today. You're so welcome. I'm glad to be here. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, yourself? Let's just have you
1: introduce yourself. Well, I'm a mother of four. I've grown up in Southern Utah mostly. Um, I've lived a few different places, but since being married, we've been here. We've had businesses here in town, and um. I've done a lot of things in my life, but um, the reason why we're here is because of me being a doula and the birth village. So do you want me just to talk about that? Or I can talk for days about my family, <laughs> especially my grandsons. Yeah, right. Your yeah. two perfect grandsons. Yes. The cutest boys ever. <laughs> yes.
0: Um, well, tell us a little bit about. So Trisha is also the founder of the Southern Utah Birth Village. So why don't you tell me about your journey that has led you to here?
1: Okay. Yeah, so um like I said, I have four kids. Um actually on the 17th of December we'll be celebrating our twenty eighth wedding anniversary. Oh my gosh, yeah. congratulations. I'm so old. I know. It's so good. <laughs> it's so fun. So yeah, um married to my best friend. He's just so great. And um we got married young, obviously, and started having babies and mm. just kind of doing the thing that everybody else was doing. 28 years ago you yeah. know, going to the hospital doing that um, I knew that I didn't I didn't enjoy my first experience but I didn't quite know why um, so when I got pregnant with baby number two we obviously that was 25 years ago and just um, you know' doing the hospital thing and I knew I didn't want to go there as soon because with my first I was just there for so long I had an epidural for 20 plus hours it was just Mm. a very very long hard day and I couldn't eat anything back then you could only have ice chips and so the main thing I remember is just how hungry I was (laughs) and just so tired and anyway it was just a really long hard day and I and so with my with my daughter um I knew I didn't want to do that so we stayed at home as long as I felt like I could and when we got into the hospital I was maybe five ish centimeters and I really didn't want to have an epidural because I hated it and, but I didn't really know why I didn't have any reason behind it, Mm. you know? So I just thought that the nurse was going to help me. Yeah. (laughs) She didn't. She just wanted to give me an epidural, which I understand, you know, they're busy and they just don't want to hear moms like crying or freaking out. So (laughs) they'd way rather have you numb. Yeah. So, um, I ended up getting an epidural, but within five minutes I was like, I feel like I need a push and, epidural hadn't even kicked in all the way and I had my baby in my arms oh wow yeah so after that experience I was really like upset I was sad at myself I you know my husband really did his best he was like come on babe you can do it and I was like you have no idea what you've been saying just like don't (laughs) tell me that you know (laughs) yeah because we hadn't done any training he truly didn't know neither did I but I was especially just so bothered at the nurse because she does this, you know, like why mm-hmm. She now knowing what I know and doing what I do, I mean, it would have been so easy to help me, you yeah. know, I would have known exactly what to say to myself and sure. I would have been able to do it. So after that, I was like, yeah, I don't really want to do that again. So got pregnant with baby number three and that was 21 years ago. And You know, that was before information age, you know, we didn't have Instagram, we didn't have YouTube um, births that we could just turn on and watch these amazing women having physiological birth out in the, you know, water trough, you know, like (laughs) we can today. Yeah, And it's empowering. It's beautiful to see these women that um, know their bodies so well that they don't even need anyone to help them, you know so anyways it was back before all that so we decided to hire a midwife and she's the one who told us about the Bradley method so me and my husband went to a Bradley method course here in town and um it was great (laughs) for me my husband was like wow but (laughs) he was like what have you signed us up for because like I said back then you know we didn't it wasn't a lot. Now, me and my husband, we have full-on conversations. Like after you go to a birth, you have to talk about it. Yeah. And he's just like, "Hey, let's sit down. let talk about one. it." Yeah. <laughs> he makes me food. We talk about it. He knows all the terminology. So when did she get the epidural? Oh, she didn't. Oh, what pressure points was her favorite? <laughs> like he knows. So today, awesome. Like he literally could be a doula and just be so great. But um, so yeah, back then, no. But um, we had that home birth and. It was amazing. He was so, he knew exactly what to say. Of course, we had my midwife there, and so she knew specific ways to put my legs or to do a pressure point, and and it was so, so, so great. I also had my sister there, and she was videoing a lot of it, but um, just felt so supported and loved, and then the best part about it was afterward when I, you know, it was all night long. It was like 6 a.m. when he was born, I needed a nap. Mm. My husband needed a nap. So he brought him out on the couch and, you know, skin on skin. And that was the best thing that could have ever happened for not only our relationship, but their relationship, my husband's and my son's. And after that experience, I was like, whoa, I cannot believe what we missed out on. Mm. So... Then we had another baby. Um, He's 17. So that was 17 years ago. Um, Did that one at home too. And the same experience I remember the after just like laying in our bed, just crawling up into your bed after you give birth is literally the best thing ever. Yeah. In your safe, comfortable spot. And um, after everyone had left in another all night long birth and in the early morning hours, Me and my husband just laying in our bed, just snuggling this sweet little baby with no interruptions, no one coming and taking him to wash him or bring him (laughs) to the nursery. And so after that, I was like, I need to help other women be able to feel this and other families to be, to feel that, that empowered to make that decision for themselves and not be interrupted because birth is a life altering experience. So wherever you choose to do it and whom you choose to have in that room with you they're part of your story. And if they're not there to love and support you and build you up and and make this bond between you and your partner just so amazing and your baby it, they shouldn't be there. You know that yeah. that shouldn't be part of your birth in my opinion. So after that man I was just ready. I was Telling everybody, you need to have a home birth. Yeah. Approaching anyone I could find that was pregnant. Oh, who's your doctor?
0: Have you considered home birth? <laughs> and that's 17 years ago. Yes. So people are like, um, no. No, I have not, actually. You're crazy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> You're the crazy home birth lady. But, you know, so I decided I'd, I need to get some sort of um, certification or something behind my name. So I went and I got... um Bradley method certified. Um, I went up to Seattle, Washington to do that. They do trainings all over the country mm-hmm. still to this day, actually. And it was so great. So that was when my baby was about one, when I was done breastfeeding, I was able to go, but there were so many breastfeeding moms in that. Mm-hmm. It was so cool. Anyway. Um, <clears throat> so for the last 16 years, I've been teaching Bradley method Mm-hmm. And, um, I'm always teaching so you can always catch a course. I, I prefer teaching people in later second trimester into the third trimester. So it's really fresh on their mind, but I'll take anyone anytime to teach. So, um, so of course the doula thing just kind of came after that, you know, because I was with all of these couples teaching them and then they would say, Oh, would you come to my birth? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. yeah." It seemed
0: like the right thing to pair. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So then I got my doula training, um, I believe in 2009. So, um, but I had been attending births, of course, um, in order to be a doula, you don't have to do anything because doulas don't have any type of licensing or anything. The only time I've ever had to prove that I was a doula was during COVID. Mm -hmm. Um, That means, I mean, a certified doula. So they needed to see some certification. And that's certified through DONA. Yeah. Through DONA. But there's a lot of different um, certifications that that, uh, doulas get. Okay. There's a ton of different organizations all over the country and the world, actually. But you had to prove during COVID that you had been certified. I had to show a certification and I had to dig through so many things. Luckily, I was able to find it. But... The nurses at our hospital, they're just like, it's okay, Trish. Like you can come we in. We know you. Yeah. <laughs> but um, a lot of my newer doulas, you know, they had to prove some sort of certification. Wow. But that was only for like two months. And then after that, you could just say, but literally people are just like coming out of the woodwork with certifications so they could get into their daughter's birth or something, yeah. you know, photographers becoming doulas so that they could attend a birth and, yeah. um, So really the certification part of being a doula, it's just up to you. Cause I say to women, you're already a doula. If you love someone and you care about them and you know something positive and you're comfortable with birth, you're a doula Mm -hmm. and,
0: um, you're just able to support them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So a doula is just love, a doula and a lot of hard work, but (laughs) (laughs) just knowing what to say, knowing what to do. Um, obviously, um, more experienced doulas can charge a lot more because they, through their experience, they can help you a lot with all the things. Yeah. It's more than just holding your hand, but really that's what most women need is just someone to hold their hand and tell them they're doing a good job. So, um, <clears throat> so I became, I took a training with Melissa Chapel, I believe it was in 2010. I think that's what my thing says, but, um, so that was great, but then I was still scared. (laughs) I was just new, fresh. And it helped me that I was a Bradley teacher because I already had pregnant women all already in front of me, you know, saying, and so I would just ask like it, I would love to attend your birth just so I could get my certification because you have to have a certain amount of births. So, Mm -hmm. so that's kind of how it all started with me. And then um, once I attended enough births and I was assisting a midwife in town and just teaching and teaching. I just, I started having women like, how do you become a doula? So I was sending a lot of them up to Melissa Chapel's training up in Northern Utah. And she does a lot of trainings a year, maybe three or four.
0: Oh, wow. That's awesome.
1: Yeah. So, um, but then they would come back down here and then they would be like, now what? And I'm like, well, I don't know, <laughs> do an Instagram or something. I don't know, like get some clients, <laughs> start so, working, yeah. Be a doula. <laughs> yeah. So after, um, I kind of did a, like I kind of did a trial with a couple of women in town. I had a couple of them just start shadowing me at burst to see if I could really be a mentor, the the type of mentor that I wish I would have had, mm-hmm. because that's what I feel like doulas need. They need, they need support. And they need to know that they're doing a good job. Like you need to be super confident in what you're doing in order to put yourself out there in any job, really. But yeah. especially with being a doula, because it's a pretty sensitive situation. Yeah. You know, it's like it's very delicate. Yeah. Yeah. And and you're not always dealing with the same type of client. You always have a different type of client that's maybe really open to things or maybe really shut down to things. You've got to be intuitive. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And then you also have to deal with her partner as well, because her partner is usually the one who wants to be the best quote unquote doula. Like he wants to be the one doing all the things. And so and maybe he should be. He should. Yeah. But shoulda, woulda, coulda. I try not to say (laughs) those things, but fair enough. I I do say this all the time. She would rather your smell and your touch than mine. I know that I probably know how to do it better, but I'm always going to encourage her partner to be that person for her because, you know, I'm leaving a few hours after she delivers, and he's not. (laughs) He's going to be there. So if if I can help create that foundation of good, like just really good um, support, I guess. Bonding. Yeah, from him. Then her postpartum journey is going to be so much better too, because she's already gonna gain. She's gained this huge trust through him because he did the pressure point right, or he said the right thing, or he smelled the right way. Yeah. (laughs) Like boys, bring gum. (laughs) Just bring a toothbrush. Just, just as a
0: plug, real quick. Chew
1: (laughs) gum. Don't eat the onions on the burger. Leave it off. When she's in labor, (laughs) I'm just trying to help you guys out. She's not going to trust you if you have onion broth.
0: (laughs) (laughs) She's not going to want to trust you anyways. No.
1: No, So through that bonding, through the labor and delivery, you know, he can be such a better support for her. Not because he knows exactly what to do, but because she trusts him. And she has, through that, all the oxytocin that they've created together through that birth, man, it's this unbreakable love that will happen. So... That's always my goal as a doula to make sure that that happens for her because yeah. I know her postpartum journey is going to be better, which is going to make my job easier too. She's not sure. going to texting me every 10 minutes about this or that. Like she trusts her partner and he's going to help her. So, um, anyways, I just went off on that tangent. No, that was great. Okay.
0: <laughs> During pregnancy, a woman's body goes through many changes these changes paired with childbirth can leave many lingering symptoms, some of which include diastasis recti, leaking urine, prolapse, low back or tailbone pain, painful intercourse, and many others. A lot of people will tell you that these things are normal after childbirth, and though they're common, they're not normal. At Shift Physical Therapy, their trained doctors of physical therapy take a holistic approach to evaluating your specific limitations and designing a rehabilitation program to get you back to the activities that you love. If you're interested in learning more about how pelvic floor therapy can help you, call 435-767-1252 or visit www.shiftphysicaltherapy.us to schedule your appointment today. Shift Physical Therapy is contracted with most major insurances, and for our cash-paying listeners, they're offering a 15% discount if you mention this ad while booking. Once again, that's Shift Physical Therapy. If you sell a product or service that you think our listeners could benefit from and are interested in a sponsorship relationship, contact us at the Birth Village Podcast at gmail.com. So we were hearing about your getting to this point. And Mm -hmm. so you were talking about if you felt like you were able to mentor people. Yes.
1: Yes. So in 2020, I decided I'm going to start doing the doula trainings because I truly believe that I knew what women, not only in this area, but just to be a doula really need. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was, I had my first training schedule for March of 2020, which we all know what happened that, yeah. that March. So I was like, Oh no, what am I going to do? And I had worked for like six months to prepare, oh you know, and I had a full, a full doula course and I would just reached out to all of them. I was like, does everybody still want to do it? And they were like, yeah. So <laughs> we still did it and it was awesome. But, um, it was just, you know, uh, whatever. But, so after that first training, I really, and getting to know these women, I just wanted to like bring them in, you know, so, um, and just take care of them on their journey yeah. because you, you need that um, yeah. in this journey. You always need an extra like, oh yeah, that happened because of this, or you need someone to, to talk to you about every circumstance. Bounce really ideas off of. Totally. Yeah. Process. Yeah. So I decided, hey, let's meet monthly. Um, I'm teaching always. I'm like, what's one more night a week (laughs) and just once a month? So I just started calling it my doula meetup. You know, like, let's have a doula meetup um, so that not only can I keep teaching them things but uh, we can have an open discussion about anything that's going on with them having to do with birth. Yeah. So we, they could ask a question or um, bring a topic that they want to discuss or or maybe something that I just went through that I think, oh, I didn't teach them that in the doula training, but maybe that would be a really good topic. So, right. so we just started having these monthly meetings, and I would always have a topic that w- we would continue to learn with each other. And then – Um from there, you know, these doulas were just like, Hey, I'm going to invite so-and-so that's a birth photographer, or maybe we should invite so-and-so because that would be so awesome to learn from them like a chiropractor. So that's kind of how the birth village started and the Southern Utah birth village that is. Um, we just started months, once a month and I invited everyone. Like I loved, I loved just having the doulas that I have already trained because I'm, you know, I'm Still teaching them stuff, but right. then we started getting doulas that I hadn't trained, and I was like, "Yeah, come on, let's <laughs> learn together. Let's yeah, let's teach each other what we don't know because birth is not black and white. There's right. not a right or wrong answer for anyone's birth because you're dealing with personalities. You're also dealing with different body types. You know, yeah. just a woman that um, like is not from our country. You know, um, ethnic, I guess, cultural." wise, she is going to have so many different things she needs and wants in her birth versus a woman that's been born and raised in Southern Utah, you know? Yeah. So, um, kind of understanding that and helping other women under understand that too. I mean, that's one thing that I'm just saying that's different. Right. So, um, so yeah, through these monthly, um, get togethers, that's how it all started and then these women are amazing and powerful. I mean Morgan being one of them, doing oh, helping with this podcast <laughs> and being this amazing host like I couldn't do this by myself, you know. I couldn't create a birth village by myself and I didn't. Yeah. We've have I think 68 members right now and it's always growing. And, um, we all have something to add and we have multiple doulas, multiple chiropractors, multiple birth photographers because everybody's not everybody's cup of tea, you know, right. we need options. We need different, um, different knowledge bases coming in and, and sharing what they know. So, so yeah, that's kind of how it all started.
0: Oh my gosh. What a good story. Honestly, I think that something that is really special about you is your ability to bring people in and to just empower people. And when you feel empowered, it makes you want to shout it from the rooftop. Mm -hmm. You want to tell everybody about everything that you're learning. And I think that just knowing you on a personal level, it's, it's awesome to watch you work and to watch you empower people. You're building something really beautiful here. And
1: well, thank you. I, I'm, I always, I like to say this. I've said it different times at different things but I kind of look at myself as just like a a little foundation that I've built and these women are just like piling on you know (laughs) but they're using that foundation that I feel like I've built in southern Utah so that they can feel empowered in doing what they're doing exactly they're not on their own you know and I'm in their back pocket basically because we have a group me app the group me app and Mm. Everybody's always asking asking questions. I used to answer most of the questions, but now I don't even have to answer anymore. <laughs> Everybody already knows, you know. So we can put a question out on our group meet and within five minutes, usually we have four or five different answers. Like take your pick. Exactly. So it's amazing. Like if I would have had that starting out as a doula, I'd oh, that would have been so amazing.
0: So, yeah, it makes all of us better doulas. It makes all of us better. I mean, even the chiropractors, right? They can Mm -hmm. be better chiropractors, better Mm -hmm. birth photographers because we can all build each other up, which is something that is hard to find in a community of women sometimes is that we're building each other up and not tearing each other down. And anyway, I think that's amazing.
1: And, And there definitely has been times where I have to say, hey, yeah, that's not what we're about over here. Right. We are a group. Everybody is welcome because I want to know. Because I always say to people that s- say, oh, that's weird or that's really different. <laughs> when you think that about something, I mean, think of anything in your life right now that you think is weird. Okay. You need to learn more about that thing. <laughs> right. Because if you truly think it's weird or different, it's because you are scared of it. Mm-hmm. Or you, you don't know, know enough about it. Exactly. So if you did some research and found out more about that thing, guess what? It won't be weird anymore.
0: Even if it's not for you still. Exactly. won't think it's weird.
1: Yeah. You'll be like, oh, I can understand why they would choose that. Yeah. Like Joe Rogan went ahead and said on his podcast, can you believe that women still have birth at home and just fill it all? <laughs> he said that. And maybe the, if he learned a little bit more, right. he would not be yeah. so in... I know. I might want to reach out to him. I just don't know if he'd get my email, but I definitely want (laughs) to say, hey, Joe, guess what? You need to learn more about that. You learn, he learns so much. Like he invites people on that he doesn't know anything about and he asks them questions and he's like, oh, wow. Okay. I guess I could see that. But that's what I'm saying. Like, we just need to know more about it if we think something's weird. You know, when I say to someone, have you considered a home birth? Oh, no, that's weird. We don't want to do that. Well, maybe you should do a little bit more research so that you can truly understand. And maybe you'll still choose hospital, Mm -hmm. but you can have, it's called informed consent. It's an educated decision. You know, if you don't know all sides of the story, you're not making an educated decision. And it's
0: empowering to be able to be in control of your story. Yes, for sure. And take, take the reins of this transformative experience in your life and decide what you want. And if you want, epidural or whatever that's okay but decide it choose it yes be informed
1: know why you're choosing it don't go into it with blindfolds on and say I'm getting an epidural I don't want to know I want I don't want to know anything yeah well (laughs) that's gonna be very unfortunate for you because Mm -hmm. there's so many things that you need to know when you walk into that building even if yeah you're gonna get all the exactly yeah
0: can you pinpoint any memorable experiences that have really changed you along the way or do you think that it ends up being whatever you've gone through most recently. <laughs>
1: it kind of is that because I'm always having experiences like I could think of hundreds because I've been to hundreds. But I love the ones where they're maybe their OB or maybe their partner or maybe someone in their family didn't believe in them. And I have multiple yeah. experiences with women who have proved someone wrong. And look, we're not trying to prove anybody wrong. We're trying <laughs> to prove ourselves right, yeah. you know? Yeah, We're trying to fulfill our, ourselves in a way that we truly believe we can, but we need the support to do that. So uh, a few months ago, I got a, just a text from one of my recent – I mean, it had been over a year. She sent me this picture of her two little boys just playing on the ground, and she said, Remember that one time when my OB said that I couldn't have a back and then I did? Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then she said something really nice like, your name will always be remembered for good in our house because you changed our life for the better. And I didn't. I I didn't do it. She did it. But she needed someone on her team to say, you can do this. There's no reason why you can't do this. And then she did. Yeah. Even though her doctor still, during her labor, would come in and say, you know, it's 50% chance that you're still going to get the C-section. So do you want to just go back? And she's like, no, <laughs> I'm at a seven. I'm in the bath. Like, no, I'm good. I'm doing this. Yeah. But the thing mm. with OBs or any doctor really that delivers babies, when you when they have a VBAC patient, they have to be on the premises of the hospital, which most laborers, the doctors are nowhere near. I mean, they can be at their office. They can be at their house across town. They can even be at two con, you know, (laughs) they just need cell service Um, because they don't come in until you're 10 centimeters and pushing. Yeah. Um, And even then, maybe not even until the nurse thinks it's like within the next 10 minutes. Sure. And so, but with a VBAC, because of the chance of it having to go back for another section, they have to be in the building. So within five minutes away. So I believe, and this is just my opinion, that doctors really um, encourage second, third, whatever um, C-sections so they don't have to deal with you for as long. It's unfortunate and it's really sad to say. But through the years, I now understand this because being on call is not fun, you know? Do you know how many family parties, how many family vacations that Trisha doesn't go on because I have a client that's due? Mm-hmm. Luckily, these days I have amazing backups that now Trisha does get to go and she <laughs> uses her backups Yeah. every once in a while. But sometimes I don't. And because, you know, for different reasons. But as the more that I do this, I understand why doctors do what they do. Yeah. I didn't always. But anyway, so that's just my opinion on why they don't like v-backs <laughs> it's hard to be on call but what have um, yeah but um yeah i was through experiences like that it's what keeps me going you know those texts that say thank you i couldn't have done it without you which i always reply back yes you could have <laughs> but it was nice to have someone support you in your choices. Mm-hmm. And so those are definitely the most memorable, but I think every birth there's something that makes me go, "Yes." Even if there's something that I that I saw that it was like cringing at, you know? <laughs> because she believed and my goal is to always help my client just walk out of any experience feeling super empowered like it was her choice no matter even, what happened. Yeah, even if we end up in a C-section. Um, my number one goal is to understand why and to help her and her partner understand why. Because, you know, we don't all get that quote-unquote ideal birth. And, you know, with the twinkly lights and the tub in our bedroom, we just, yeah. we don't all get it. I would say maybe 10% of the time we do. And so there's always something that happens at a birth that we kind of have to breathe through, talk about, understand why that happened and, you know, kind of move along from there because women hold on to trauma, whether we know we do or not, we are all holding on to some sort of trauma and it usually comes up in birth okay. because it's birth is a time where women, you go to a place where you never even imagined you go, you know, when you do a really hard workout class and you're just like, I can't go on. <laughs> like I cannot pick up this kettlebell. <laughs> I How is the instructor's kettlebell twice as heavy as mine? And she's yes. still going like, I'm like, done. I can't. Well, it's only your mind that can't. Your mind is saying, I want to get out of here. It's too hot mm. or whatever. But your body's like, let's go. Let's yeah. go. So um, in birth, that's that's all I am, is I'm just a reminder for your brain to say, you're good.
0: You're yeah. Good. Let's go. You when know? your brain's trying to fight against your yeah, body. Yeah,
1: your body can do it. And I always remind him, this is your baby. This is your body. You got
0: this. Something I think is really important that you've mentioned, too, is so many women leave birth with some sort of trauma, some sort of feeling like unhappy about Mm -hmm. their experience in in one way or another. And so your job is to help them work through that in the moment or immediately after, no matter what happens, because the the most important thing is that baby's here Mm -hmm. and that mom feels okay about what she experienced.
1: Yeah. Yeah. As a doula. I always have at least two meetings before baby comes, then the entire birth, then I stay afterwards to make sure breastfeeding's okay. And then I usually do a postpartum visit three to four days after. And the last question that I ask her after we go over all the things happening with baby and her body is, was there anything at your birth that happened? Because my perspective on her birth is always gonna be different than hers. Right. So I, I always make sure was there anything that happened that you didn't understand or that you have a question about? Or that you need to talk about that you weren't exactly happy about. Because let's talk about it and see if I can help you understand so we can let go of it. Because we don't need to carry this trauma. Yeah. If there's any. Most of the time there's none. But we need to make sure that they're okay. Yeah. As
0: a doula. How many births would you say that you are attending in a year?
1: I attend four to ten births a month. So... Wow. (laughs) I would say the least amount is four. The most is ten. I try not to take more than two clients in a week. So I don't know. Do the math, Morgan. What's that? (laughs) So Mm, I We can let our listeners do the math. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I would say at at least a hundred. But I I always take July off, just so you know. So if you want me to be your doula, don't have a Don't conceive in October.
0: (laughs) I'm going to mark that one off my calendar then. (laughs) Wait
1: till November to conceive because then your due date will be in August. But I just always need a break. So I don't teach and I don't take clients in
0: July. That's good. I'm glad you gave yourself a break. I
1: know it's very needed. And if I do have like a week-long vacation and I usually do in the fall or something, I try to not take as, I mean, people still hire me and I say, okay, well, I'm going to be gone from these days. So it's up to you, you know. You can just hire my backup or you can hire me. But a lot of the times people just hire me and take that chance because they still do get me and then they get an awesome doula at their birth as well. But then they get me postpartum and everything too. So anyway, I would say at least a hundred ish a year.
0: In all of your experience, what would you say is something that you would like for every expectant mother to know?
1: Oh man, that she's so powerful and that her body is made to do this and that She shouldn't let anyone's story or even her own stories make her think anything about this upcoming birth, you know? she It's like training for something, like a a sporting event, like marathon or whatever. It's a new experience for her, and she has so much time to prepare her mind and body to do this amazing thing, no matter what happened to her previously. So it's just such an amazing thing that she can prepare her body to do and her mind and she can become something so so cool after yeah if she wants. Yeah. You know? Because um the reason why I compare it to a marathon because people are just running marathons. They're just like, oh let's do another marathon. (laughs) Why? Why when people if people Don't run marathons and they are not like exercise type of person. They're just like, what in the actual, why are you doing that? (laughs) But people that do, they crave that like really good feeling, that fulfilling. And actually after you run a marathon, I know because I've done 10. Whoa. Yeah. After you (laughs) feel like you feel kind of depressed, like you go through like a little bit of like, oh, now what, you know, because Mm. you've been working toward this, amazing goal of yours for three months. Mm -hmm. And that's, we can look at birth like that too. Like it's this amazing experience that we can do so, so different than maybe we did before. And I know because I had two hospital births with medicine and then I did two home births with nothing. And I was just like, whoa, the feeling that I got. So it's like crossing that finish line is like, so fulfilling and amazing and you know how many times you're gonna have a baby you're not, right not very many so why would you not like really use what god gave you to become something so so amazing on the other side yeah and i i just truly believe that god needs us to do that mm-hmm. to now bring these little people mm-hmm. into this crazy world and have a very empowered mom that knows a lot, that has experienced some things that went to the deepest, darkest place that she never even knew she had in her soul. And she found it. And then she came out the other end and now she has this little human. And then she's raising this human. like, It's just such a powerful experience that I don't want people to numb anymore. Yeah. They don't need to if they unless they want to. Yeah, but, sure. You know, you don't take five Advil and go into a workout class and expect to get the same result, you know, or, or just do half of the workout, like why you're there, you might as well go full force, you know? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's just such an amazing life altering experience that
0: I truly believe God needs women to fill and and do. So, and they are capable of doing. Yeah. Even if they haven't been able to do it before exactly, or their mom wasn't able to, or yeah. there's, cousin or yeah. friend or whoever. Yeah.
1: It's not about anybody but you. And um, there's no comparing when it comes to birth either. You Even know, to like, yourself. Yeah. It's only about you. And so you need to surround people that are going to support you in this amazing journey if that's what you want. Yeah. you know. So.
0: Well, I think that we've had a really great time getting to know you a little bit. And I would like to just ask you, is there anything that you'd like our listeners to know about you.
1: Oh, about me.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, um,
1: <laughs> there's so many things I want our listeners to know about me. More rattle them off. <laughs> Let's go. Well, I'm a twin, so that's really that's fun. fun about me. Yeah, I feel sad for everyone that's not a twin because <laughs> I have, you know, this such a awesome connection with another woman that's just like me, but she's so different too. So, um, because of that, we can like bounce ideas off of each other and no one gets their feelings hurt and we can be like straight up, you know, like, even with my husband, sometimes I don't feel like he's being super straight up with me, but my twin sister, Oh yeah, Uh (laughs) I know exactly. So I get this perspective on the other side, which a lot of women, that's why we compare ourselves to other people because, uh, I don't know why it's like human existence, (laughs) right? right? Well, with my twin sister, there's no comparing. So we can full on be like, what do you think about this? Or, you know, and we can be 100% and it doesn't matter. So I love the relationship that I have with her. I truly believe it's what's made me super confident in my life. Um, Because, well, it's the twins, you know, we always had a lot of attention. (laughs) Yeah. I think that confidence, but I don't know. I have a son that's the most confident person I've ever met. And I'm like, dude, where did you get it? So it's <laughs> maybe he's not it's, a twin. <laughs> he's not a twin. It's just innate in him. So it's a really, really good uh, thing to have is some confidence. But so that's something that makes me different th- from a lot of people is her. And I think um, the other thing is I just, I love women. I love seeing powerful women, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, like even like famous women or women that accomplish so much. Like some of the people I follow on Instagram, I'm so proud of them. Yeah. And I want everybody to be proud of them. I don't want them to look at them and be like, I could never be like her because she's this, this and this. And I say this all the time. Everybody's good at something, but nobody's good at everything. So find what you're good at and be good at that one thing you know because we all have something that we're so good at maybe we haven't found it yet Mm -hmm. Um, maybe we have but we're scared (sighs) just dig deeper don't be scared anymore don't don't feel like you're less than don't feel like someone's better than you they're not because they're not you you're the best you're so good at everything that you want to be good at so find it and do it (laughs) um my son my really confident one, I love him so much, my (laughs) 17-year-old. He wrote me this thank you note on Thanksgiving. And he said, someday I'm going to write a book. He wants to be a clinical psychologist. Whoa. (laughs) He said, someday I'm going to write a book. And an entire chapter, I'm just going to devote to you and dad. And it's going to be based on you making me do hard things you showing me that getting up early and watching the sunrise is important. Not being scared of anything and going after what I believe. And he said, and I'm going to end it with, go find the hard trails. And I I just love that so much because it kind of came full circle because I want everybody to feel that. And I think this world would be such a greater place if we truly all knew who we were and believed in ourselves and stopped doubting and comparing and we're all humans. So that's going to come up, but shut it down. You, if you have the ability to think that you also have the ability to shut it down. So shut it down and bring up something good. I'm a very spiritual person. I truly believe that our bodies house a spirit and I believe there's spirit surrounding us at all times. And they want us to know that. And, I think that particular son is very spiritual as well, and he knows that. I think all of my kids are, but I'm just kind of talking about him right now. But these spirits that are surrounding us, they know what we need. They don't need to sleep. They don't need to go to the bathroom. They don't need to eat. They want to help us, and they are constantly trying to communicate with our spirit. And when we can every day find some time, I tell my pregnant, pregnant mamas at least a half an hour every day, Put aside some time to just focus inward. Find your spirit. Listen to her. What does she want to say to you? Whether you want to call it mindfulness or meditation or prayer, whatever it is, find that time to ground yourself, to find yourself and listen to what this very, very wise soul and spirit is saying to you inside of you mm-hmm. because you are her. Um. Yeah, that's. A little about me <laughs> I almost don't even know what to say I just
0: feel like really touched like yeah. that's such a beautiful sentiment that he gave to you and very sweet and coming from I I didn't necessarily plan on on telling our listeners this but Trish and I are actually related and I have had you know similar experiences you are somebody that is so uplifting and encouraging and to to tell everybody to just be themselves and that that's what they need to be. I mean, that's what makes a village work yep. is, is everybody being themselves. And so thank you for encouraging that in everybody. Cause I know a lot of people that want to be you, uh. <laughs> but to hear you say that they should be themselves instead is, is a really important thing. It's really beautiful. And I always, I'm always grateful to spend time with you, but I'm grateful to have you here with me today.
1: Thank you. Morgan. Me too.
0: Thank you for being here with us today and for listening If you would like to, we would love for you to rate and review this podcast so that other people can find our show. And like I said, our our goal is to extend our reach to as many people as possible so that we can share what we know, which is that women are capable and powerful. And you can find us on Instagram at the Birth Village podcast if you'd like to stay updated with what's going on and what's coming up. You can also find the Southern Utah Birth Village's Instagram in the link in our bio, or you can also find that in the description of this episode. And there you can also find Trisha's Instagram, which is Trish Baird. T-R-I-S-H-B-A-I-R-D. Yeah, super original. (laughs) At Church Baird. Um, And you can also find all of our sponsors' info in the episode description as well as on our Instagram. So again, thank you guys for listening. And remember that empowered women empower women.